It is. It's me. It's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. I need a photo opportunity. I got a shot at redemption. I don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. So I want to be a rich man, but a poor man in the eyes of our Lord. And money, 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 it seems so funny, but only when I'm bored. I'm trying to savor grace and favor. It seems ridiculous and rotten to the core. And now I want to be a smart man, but a stupid man indeed when duty calls. And what's responsibility when those around me they seek until they are bored? I don't want to be a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Welcome to episode 98. Wow, 98. Welcome to episode 98 of our Casino Combat Podcast. I am your enigmatic host, TRG, podcasting live in the glorious Casino Combat Studios in parts unknown. Welcome, everyone. I am so glad you are all here today. Glad you are willing to spend some of your precious time with me. If you are joining us for the first time, if you randomly looked for a casino gambling podcast, you ended up in the right place. Feedspot.com blog ranked this podcast, this very podcast that you are listening to, the number one gambling podcast of 2022. As your host, I take my responsibilities very seriously. Mrs. TRG might say too seriously. If you want to learn, I am going to teach you how to win the game of casino gambling. We have to work before we can play. We can't have any pudding if we don't eat our meat. Let's get that done. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, Blowtorch and Captain Gridiron, this podcast discusses casinos and gambling. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not have to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. All done. That meat fell right off the bone. Onto the pudding. Here we go. This is the battle plan for episode 98. We are going to share a moment of casino wisdom and discuss a new casino wisdom. A casino wisdom that is obvious to many of you. I suspect that that's true, but that also isn't known to a variety of people. This is about making sure that everyone both knows and remembers a very important aspect of being good at the game of casino gambling. Casino wisdoms are there to help us in that process. After we have that moment of casino wisdom, I'm going to do a core concepts segment for you today. I have two points I want to make related to the simplest of the core concepts. One is quick and easy, and the other once again causes us to examine the gambling dichotomy, that eternal question, should I act as a hero or a crook? So we are going to make two points in the core concepts segment today when we talk through that. I am going to finish up in the virtual VIP lounge. I'm going to recap about two weeks of gambling in August for you. Just pull out the good stuff, make the important observations. Then we will have the official results for the month of August. Very simple, very easy. Going to try to be the professor that lets you out of class early on a Friday. We will see how that goes. You might want to still take the over on that if you were making a bet on the time. Uh, let's be honest, there is a decent chance that at some point I will go off sideways and we will have a bit of rambling and this may go a little long, but I am going to try to let you out of class early today. We went a little long last week and I recognize that. Before we get started, let me mention a few items from the Casino Combat Galaxy. Let me mention some things that are going on that you need to be aware of. First up, yes, 
Uh, thank you to those of you who've asked. Yes, I was not a hundred percent when I recorded the uh, core concept segment for TRG Wagering System Four. Voice was a little scratchy, little less than perfect. It needed to get done. Uh, it was not COVID. Thank you very much for asking. I just uh, got a bit of a cold. Felt a little bit under the weather. Took a COVID test. It wasn't COVID. It was just. Uh, old dude who tried to go a little too hard, Atlantic City, then just home, then airplanes, and big crowds, and Vegas, and go, 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 and I was a little under the weather for a few days. I actually took a few days off gambling locally to kind of regroup, recover, and, uh, Toward the end of that process, recovered that, or recorded that segment, and those of you that kind of noticed, uh, you're, you're right. I was, I was less than 100%. Sorry, things were a little scratchy. When I listened back to it, I noticed it and decided it wasn't important enough to re-record that whole segment. And so we just went with it as originally recorded. Next. Inner Circle member, East Coast Emissary, is right on top of things. He has already done a flowchart for TRG Wagering System 4, Win More, Keep More. So one episode later, it has been posted for download in the FRED portion of the Casino Combat website. Combat is spelled with a K if you're just joining us. We did that for fiduciary reasons. We have also made sure that downloadable that the downloadable version of the Book of Casino Wisdom is up to date and all of our wisdoms are available to you as well. So important materials there on the website. Help yourself. Those are obviously things we're not charging for. And we certainly appreciate ECE's efforts on everyone's behalf. I, I know that there are people who appreciate being able to download those, look through those, practice with those. And, and he's the one that makes that all possible. In addition, Squadmate and Inner Circle member Equine Ensign has already tested TRG Wagering System 4, Win More, Keep More, and his feedback said it felt like at least the first time out, it helped him hit his positive exit goal more quickly. He won more, he won more quickly, and he kept more. Great job, E Squared. Thank you for being right out there and testing things out for us. I appreciate it hearing the feedback. Appreciate hearing about your time uh, in the casino and how things were going for you. In fact, I'm now I'm rambling, but he's been working on getting his last few tier points in the Caesar system because they're running some multipliers in the, the Baltimore market, and he has relatively easy access to get there. The really cool thing he's been doing, and, and it, it hits on all the core concepts, is he wins the amount of money he wanted to win for the trip, and then he takes a portion of that and he treats himself to a really nice celebrity chef dinner with part of the winnings. So he takes the money he won from Caesars, getting tier points from Caesars for the time he spent winning it. Then they multiply those points by five. Then he spends a small portion of what he just won on an expensive dinner and they give him five times the points they would normally give him for spending their money on his dinner. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. I said several times that I wasn't trying to create a podcast to teach from a vacuum. I wanted to create a podcast that created a community of gamblers helping each other be better at gambling. And the credit for that idea or for articulating that idea that way goes to Billy with the great last name. You see, when I was thinking about doing the podcast, I had taught Billy 
just because he asked me if I would answer his questions if I bought, if he bought me a drink. And we got to be friends and we got to know each other. And I was, you know, we'd already known each other a little bit. I was more than happy to answer his questions and he didn't need to buy all my drinks and he didn't, but we talked for quite a while. But I had taught Billy and I knew he could win consistently and I knew I could win consistently, but I'd taught him. I didn't know anyone else who could do what we could do. I didn't even know if anyone else existed who could do what we could do. And now I know that others do exist. That's a very, very cool thing. What is also very cool is that with TRG Wagering System 4 presented to the world for less than 24 hours, I was getting feedback from the squad. I was getting texts. I was getting emails. I was getting messages. People had plans to test things out. I was getting questions based on kitchen table practice sessions. I was getting feedback from inner circle members in casinos trying things out. That's amazing. I didn't create that. I just talked into the air with a microphone turned on. T-Rex then edited that and uploaded it to the internet. All of you who listened and responded, you created that. We have done a very cool thing, and that's cool with a K. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun hearing from the squad as I went through my day on Saturday. Casino Wisdom 88 teaches us ABC, always be casinoing. I was being a grandfather all day Saturday. I was not in a casino. But thanks to the squad, I was also casinoing as we discussed the new wagering system and what everyone's up to with it. So thank you very much. Thank you so very, very much. Well, I'll try this. I often say one last thing before we get started, and then there's one last thing, and then there's the thing after the last thing. So we'll we'll see if that happens. But one last thing. (laughs) And this is a leftover item from my time in Las Vegas that I think needs to be said, I think might benefit others. It's, it's a story, but maybe it's not a story. Maybe it's a fable, you know, cause fables had morals. Fables taught you something. Fables warned you about situations. Fables had a purpose beyond just entertaining. They were also intended to educate. So this story is intended in that way. And it got left out, and I realized it got left out from the materials last week, and I I wanted to come back to it. It's it's a standalone thing. It's unrelated specifically to gambling. So here's the the setup. There is, or there was, the the lease hasn't been renewed, so I'm not sure how long this is here, and I hope they relocate. They've said they're going to. There's a really cool kind of bull riding themed restaurant in the Miracle Mile at uh, Planet Hollywood in the shopping mall called PB Rocks. Very cool place, kind of a cowboy bar, and we found it years ago. Apparently the cowboy theme doesn't fit the LA Miracle Mile um, motif, so they decided not to renew the lease even though PB Rocks wanted to, and so I wanted to stop down there and have breakfast one more time because they have a couple breakfasts that are available all day. And they're inexpensive by by Vegas standards. It's not a super expensive breakfast. It's just a very basic breakfast. We're not getting all crazy and doing all... It's just eggs, breakfast meat, potatoes, toast, orange juice. Would you like a shot of Tito's in your orange juice? It's $3 more. It's that kind of place. And it's a very... In that sense, while I like fancy places, it's also a very me kind of place. And I was, so I wanted to eat breakfast there one more time, just in case they don't reappear on the strip somewhere. And so I wander down and I take a seat at the bar. And when I'm picking out bar seating, I specifically, I thought smartly, I'm not so sure in, in hindsight, but I 
I, I picked a situation where there would be a big pillar immediately to my left. And my thought was that if, if there was a problem of some type, not that I was expecting a problem, but that my thinking in the moment was if there was a problem of some type, at least I was protected on two sides. Unfortunately, I had my back to the room. But I, my thinking was in the time I'm protected on two sides. And so I sit down, somebody brings me a water, a bartender comes over to take my food order, and it just, it seemed strange. She was like staring and like mean mugging, like looking aggressive, and, and it seemed really off. And so I placed my order, I ordered my eggs, I ordered my blah, 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 I told her what kind of toast I wanted, and it just seemed really, really, really off and really strange. And then a waitress comes past me behind me and stop. I don't know at the time that she stopped, but all of a sudden I hear, sir, are you okay? Sir, sir, do you need something? And I turn around thinking she's talking to me. And there is a, a very young, very large, tall, not big, but very, very tall man standing right behind me, like 18 inches behind where I'm seated, just staring straight ahead, not moving, not responding to this waitress saying, sir, do you need something? Sir, can we help you? Just staring a hole right in, 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 into me, right in the back of my head until I turn around. And he's not responding when I turn around. You know, big pupils, obviously some type of substance must have been involved or mental illness or both or all of the above, or I don't know. But now I got him right behind me, not responsive. I've got a big pillar, a big wooden pillar three feet across to my left. I'm not going that way. I've got a bar in front of me. I'm not going that way. And behind this gentleman, in addition to the waitress who's talking, and now I realize what the bartender was doing, there's another waitress there, uh, very tall, very athletic woman, looked like she could maybe play in the WNBA. And she's like, don't worry, I got this. And so I'm trying not to do anything confrontational. I'm trying to see if there's a place to move. I'm making sure that the vest is unzipped just a little bit and I can reach defense if I need to. And um, so while this is going on, they're trying to get him to move away. He's not answering them. The The big future star of the WNBA is ready to pounce and, and assuring me that it's all going to be fine. So at this point, uh, a different bartender comes back and puts silverware and napkins and my uh, orange juice with the Tito's in it like four stools down. And then the first bartender who took my order comes up and picks up the water and says, I'm sorry, he's new. He put your stuff the wrong place. Let's move you down here. So they make an excuse. They relocate me. They put me in a different spot. Now I at least have a side eye view of what's going on. And now they confront this gentleman and tell him he can't stand here in the, in the bar. And they kind of zombie walk him back out to the, to the podium, back out into the mall, which is technically not part of their building. And I, I paid attention. I didn't think he was necessarily picking me out. 
at the same time, you don't know what someone's thinking in that condition. And if they've somehow fixated on you in some way, you don't know what is in the mind of another person. Certainly not in this case. I don't know what's in the mind of another person. Guy stood there for a good 10 minutes staring into space, not responding to anything anyone was saying. Drugged out in a daze, potentially dangerous. Casino wisdom number 16. You got to carry defense because you always carry cash. I was ready to get froggy and reach if that's what was necessary. I'm grateful that I didn't need to. I'm grateful that the staff of PB Rocks took such good care of me. But be careful out there, everybody. North America has gotten a bit stranger and a bit more dangerous, in my opinion. And that's the opinion of an old gambler and IT consultant. That's not an opinion of law enforcement. So it's worth what it's worth. But in my opinion, things have gotten a bit more dangerous since we started this journey. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware you could be a target. Keep possessions buttoned down and protected. Carry defense because you carry cash. All right, everyone's been updated. A battle plan is in place. Let's move out. Let's do a moment of casino wisdom. All right, well, those harps are so soothing. We are going to share a moment of casino wisdom, and we're going to talk about a new casino wisdom. Trace explained it or observed that it was needed when he was uh, uh, generous enough to, to guest host for me along with, with his lovely wife, Lana. Uh, he made an observation, and that observation needs to be a casino wisdom. So today I'm going to present to you casino wisdom number 66, and, and I'm framing it like this. Every time you get a new player's card, ask if tier matching is available. And that may be, like some of you may be going, well, duh, TRG. Of course, but see, everybody doesn't come into this from the same point on the journey. Everyone doesn't understand this the same way. T-Rex has actually been sending me some stuff from that Facebook group I was telling you about, Las Vegas Tips and Tricks, and there are people that legitimately do not know what a reward system is, how it works, or what a player's card is. They don't understand comps. They don't understand perks and benefits. They are new to all of this. And casino wisdoms are supposed to take knowledge about how casinos work. Or information about how casinos work. How players work in casinos. And couple that knowledge with an action that's to be taken. And I do that in these short little words and phrases so that they'll stick with you, so that you'll remember them. I can't tell you how many times since Keeper of Wisdom created Casino Wisdom number 82 in honor of the 82nd Airborne Division that I got in a situation I didn't like partway through a casino process. And at least part of my brain is trying to find a way out. And then I'd remember that wisdom and go, no, there isn't a way out. The way out is to trust my techniques and to trust my training. So that's what wisdoms are supposed to do. And this wisdom does exactly that. And the important part here is the beginning. Every time, every time you get a new player's card, ask if tier matching is available. And that's a bit extreme. And let me illustrate the extreme. Let me illustrate the ridiculous application 
so that you can eliminate that. You know, you have to say these things forcefully, and then someone looks at it and goes, well, not every time. Well, no, of course, not every time. But it makes more sense that way. Instead of once in a while, occasionally, use your judgment. So let me illustrate the extreme situation where you wouldn't do this. My home casino. I have a player's card in my card. I have a player's card in my vest. If I lose one of those, I need another one. I know the earning period. We're in the middle of the earning period. I know they don't tier match. I know the answer to the question. It's a casino brand with two casinos. If I lose one of my cards, I drop it when I'm swiping to get into the parking garage. It falls on the ground. I need a new one. I do not need to ask them if they tier match when I go. They just gave me my new card a couple months ago. I know the pro, but in general, whenever you get a new player's card, every time, it should at least go through your mind. Maybe that would have been a better way to say that. Evaluate and analyze if you need to ask about tier cred matching. That's a, a mouthful. That's ridiculous. It should not be casino wisdom number 66. Every time you get a player's card, stop for a moment and do analysis to determine if you should ask if tier matching is available. That sounds ridiculous. So we're going to leave that as written. And let's talk about situations where this does apply. Let's talk about the the spirit of the casino wisdom, not the letter of the casino wisdom, and, and eliminate those few minor outliers. There are multiple situations where this does, in fact, apply. And the most obvious, the one that Trace was focused on is if you've never had a player's card with a particular brand. And that brand might in any way compete with another brand and you have a high card, a high tier card of theirs. And we're talking tier 3, tier 4, tier 5 cards. You're not going to generally get tier match to tier 1 or 2 in general. If you know different, send me an email, tell me. But in general, this applies if you have a tier 3 card, a tier 4 card, a tier 5 card, and that card is in competition in the region or area that the new casino you're talking to is in, see if they will tier match you. Trace shared his example of that twice while he was my guest host. It happened to him at Philly Live. It happened to him again at the Hard Rock. He got a nice bit of free play from the tier match at Philly Live. He got free parking automatically at the Hard Rock. And as he and I were kind of sharing notes back and forth, it turned out it really helped him. Because uh, he and Lana, when they left the Hard Rock, left by cab because they'd been drinking had not driven down intentionally because they knew they'd be drinking. And when they got back, Trace discovered that he had a couple hundred dollar chips in his vest pocket. So when they checked out of the hotel and drove to the Dolphin watching, they left 15 minutes early. They were able to park for free, run in, cash the chips, see if they had any more free play. ABC, always be casinoing, and then go on with the Dolphin watching part of things. So, Trace gave us a couple great illustrations of the the most common use of this. To level up quickly and without gambling with a new casino and a new brand. So you should always ask in that situation. That also means that, or maybe say it a different way, another excellent example of a situation where this wisdom would apply is if you were getting a replacement card from a brand that you had not visited in a while. And maybe you hadn't been there uh, when they switched brands. That would be a great example. Trucker Mike was not 
around Bally's when they switched in Atlantic City from being a Caesars property to being just their own brand. So when he was there on a Caesars trip, he wandered down to Bally's, got a new card, asked about tier matching, got matched to their third tier, which got him into their VIP lounge, and as a thank you for him doing the tier match, Bally's gave him several very nice, very large free bets based on their records of his play when he was there as a Caesars guest. So the very fact that he asked about a tier match not only got him into a very cool VIP lounge, but also got him some free bets to make at the blackjack table. The other situation that I will highlight is the same idea, but if a new earning period has started. So the way it works is usually this. Earning periods are either the loathsome every six months or the more normal once a year. And sometimes it's January 5th and sometimes it's January 30th and... Uh, gosh, I think my choice uses June first for whatever reason. So each year it's different. Each casino brand uses a different casino year. But when you cross that line, you have to get a new card. And that new card is going to reflect whatever status you've earned for that previous earning period. But if there, for instance, I walked into an MGM property, the year had rolled over. I had my Caesars card for the new year, which was a third tier card. MGM, based on my play the previous year, was going to put me at their second tier. When I said I needed a new card, I gave her my Caesars card and said, am I correct? You match tiers with Caesars? And she said, oh, what card? is? Oh, yes, we do. Just a minute. I just have to have my boss approve this. Just one second, can I have your ID? So she took my driver's license, she took my player's card, she showed them to her supervisor, he initialed a form, she dropped the form in a box, and she printed me my Tier 3 card, not my Tier 2 card. So that's the other situation in which you would want to ask. Start of a new period, they're printing you a new card, the new card is not at the same level as other cards you have from their competition, and you ask nicely to see if they will tier match you and move you up, and in many cases, they absolutely will. Certainly, as we come out of the pandemic, they are more and more willing to do tier matching. So, Trace made a great observation. Remembering to always ask for tier match should be a casino wisdom, and now it is. It's now casino wisdom number 66. Every time you get a new player's card, ask if tier matching is available. Glad he made the suggestion. Glad that I could close that gap. And at the same time, expand the Casino Combat book of casino wisdom. Excellent. We are going to do a core concept segment next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
on our website, casinocombat.com. The core concepts of Casino Combat are explained in a blog post. And, of course, both combat and concepts are spelled with the letter K, not with that other letter. Um, (laughs) Roughly the first 10 episodes of this podcast presented the core concepts in detail, albeit in detail with some C-minus level audio editing. And I'm just joking, T-Rex. I think that's fair. You and I have talked about it in the past. We both didn't know what we didn't know. We were both just making it up as we went along, and I'm just joking. You know, it was an A plus effort all the time, even if we were getting C minus results. We were all learning as we went, and we had very little feedback. T Rex, you know, I feel like you're a solid A week in, week out. You wonderfully volunteer your time to to do that task. You know how much I appreciate it. You fix a lot of little things for me, but the idea, folks, is is not for me to rib T Rex. the The idea is the early parts of the podcast. I went through all of this in detail, and at various other future episodes after that, I walked back through them again. I feel like at this point, we got resources. In fact, the core concepts are explained in short lessons on YouTube in the form of the boot camp, camp as I said, spelled with a K, in the boot camp playlist. So we've got you covered in the first 10 episodes. We've got a condensed version on YouTube in the form of the bootcamp playlist. We've got a written version of things. These are the fundamentals of good casino gambling. Fundamentals that many gamblers never learn. In fact, I know, and this, I'm, uh, what, what would the Brit say? I'm gobstopped over the fact that I know three losing gamblers that have been exposed to the core concepts because they know me, and they've listened, and they've mentioned them, and they have not, for whatever reason, implemented any of the core concepts into their play from what I can observe. I see them at my local casino almost every time I'm there. So they are there almost five days a week, just like I am. When I am there, they are there. They are there when I arrive, and they are there when I leave. And they're losing, and losing, and they always look sad. They always look like they don't want to be there, and then they're losing, and then they look sad going to the ATM, and then they come back and they look sad while they lose some more. The same bets, over and over. No probable, I was going to say no possible, no probable way to recover what they've lost for the day already, let alone the week, the month, the year, because they're changing another $100, and they're hoping that a few more bets will help them recover the hundreds they've already lost. It is so frustrating. It's like, okay, you know me. You've actually listened. You've actually mentioned the core concepts. You've mentioned trying to learn them. And you're not doing any of it. You're not doing, other than the fact that you play blackjack, which is a minimum house advantage game. Yeah, 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 sure, you play blackjack. But you don't always make basic strategy plays. And you don't always skip the side bet. You make the side bet a lot, particularly when you get desperate. You don't buy in for 10 units. You don't seem to have any wagering system other than I'll guess if I should add $5 to my bet or not. You don't do... (laughs) Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, I got lost a bit in my thoughts there, everybody. I apologize. (laughs) Um, I said in the recent past that the core concepts are basically year one and year two of college if there was such a thing as good gambler college. Unfortunately, some college students flunk out and flunk out very early in the process. And perhaps that's just how we need to consider these few individuals. But the idea is 
many people never learn these ideas. Many, many people never know these ideas exist. Many people never learn them through the school of hard knocks. And many people never know how to apply them. In my opinion, in my never so humble opinion, if you can't basically sit down and write out the core concepts in your own words, if you can't explain them to someone else, and you want to be successful at the game of casino gambling, pick a method, pick the early episodes, pick the YouTube playlist, go to the website blog post, pick any or all of them that make sense for you and dig into the content we have provided. Master, get an associate's degree, right? Get a two-year degree in casino combat. Be at least that proficient if you want to be good at this. They are not that hard. If I was giving you a test, and said, core concept one is, core concept two is. If I was doing fill in the blank, you should be able to do those. Those are relatively easy. And I'm, and I'm digressing a minute after saying that I wasn't going to explain them, and then I'm almost explaining them, and I should have just explained them perhaps. But the reason I dwell on this when we do these segments is that one of my younger brothers has a degree in construction management. And he supervised the construction of a number of large buildings. And one of his favorite observations is that if you don't get the foundation right, you will fight the building all the way to the roof. The core concepts are the foundation of what you are going to build as a gambler. And that's why they're there. And that's why you need to learn them. And that's why I've tried to present them to you in multiple ways. Today, I want to dig into the shortest and easiest, at least easiest to understand because there's no math of the core concepts and that is this have and use a player's card and now this core concept is on my mind for a couple of reasons and the first is very very simple and very very straightforward and really is more of a reminder than anything else and in fact it's a reminder that wow okay i confess i kind of recorded this at different times on different days and i this actually ties right in with the moment of casino wisdom you all just listened to. That's pretty clever if I'd have done it on purpose. So one of the first ways that, that I wanted to talk about this, one of the reasons this is on my mind, is that we are kind of approaching rollover season. And, and I just touched on it a few minutes ago. From your point of view, Caesars and MGM are going to roll over right at the beginning of January, and I believe it's right at the end of January, respectively. And that means that... When things roll over, you get for the next year. So in this case, it's 2022. And we're looking at the end of 2022 and we're looking at the end of the casino calendar for these two brands. And so on January 5th, when you walk into a Caesars, they're going to want to give you a new player's card. And that player's card is going to match the tier you earned in 2022. So whatever you are, when 2022 ends, if you're their top tier, if you're seven stars, you will be seven stars for the whole following year. You will be seven stars even if you don't ever gamble. If you just stop gambling, you will still be seven stars. If you live in and around Las Vegas, you will still get all the perks and benefits that go from being with being seven stars. You'll still get to cut the lines. You'll still get all that kind of stuff. If you're in Atlantic City and you earn seven stars in 2022, in 2023, for the whole year, you'll be able to get into the seven stars lounge regardless of how much gambling you've done that year. So that's how rollover happens. And the reason it's important is that we're at the time of year where you need to look at where you are in each rewards program. You need to decide if you're good with that. And if not, you have time to fix it. 
You have time to sort things out. You have time to find tier multiplier days. You have time to look at things and say, where am I? Where do I want to be? Is where I want to be possible? Like, for instance, if I said to you, I looked at where I am and I'm 5,000 points short of Caesar's diamond tier and I want to be seven stars. Well, I would need to get busy. I would need to find a way to gamble and spend a lot of money at Caesars because I need well over a hundred thousand more points, way more than a hundred thousand more points to get to seven stars. Not really a reasonable goal at the same time. Between spend and gamble, if I'm smart with things, it's not impossible to get to diamond status again. And we know that diamond status is very, very important. Diamond status with Caesars gets us no reward or uh, resort fees when we stay in their hotels. It makes a comp stay a truly free stay if you earn an extra few points. Way, way, way back in the beginning of this podcast, we saw me make a early pandemic trip to Las Vegas specifically structured around getting exactly enough tier points to get to Diamond. An accomplishment that then saved us thousands of dollars over the course of the year and let me match into the same status in multiple systems. This is the time of year to evaluate, figure out where you are, and make a plan on how you're going to get to the right tier. Mrs. TRG and I are going through this exercise right now. Where are we in the two systems that we are valuing? Most importantly, the MGM system, which we are, we have MGM well in hand at this point. MGM, we have not yet earned gold status for next year, but we are very, very close. We are close enough that I could make a couple trips two and a half hours to the west and the north to the MGM property and I could get it done. We are not at the point of, oh, gotta, gotta get, you know, gotta get a long trip at Bergata, gotta take a trip to, to Las Vegas and spend three, four nights comped and got, no, we, we got MGM well in hand. We've got MGM so well in hand that we are plotting how to do Caesars also. And Caesars is a bit more of a stretch. We're going to, have to be a little bit more aggressive on the Caesars side. And partially that's because we have the MGM credit card, which is feeding us tier points on a regular basis as well. So it's that time of year. That's one of the reasons this was on my mind. We've seen that the right cards put you in a position to tier match all year as we were just discussing. So several months left, Take a look at things. That's my suggestion. Figure out if there are things to be done. Old timers will tell you, don't gamble for status. I never gamble for status. Well, okay, you never gamble for status. And I say BS to that. Status equals money if it's applied correctly. And gamblers gamble for money. So when I gamble for status, it is just another way of gambling for money. Not paying resort fees is dollars. Getting tier matched to other brands and getting into their VIP lounges and getting fed for free is dollars. It's dollars not spent as opposed to dollars spent, but it's still dollars. It's just dollars in a different way. It's also pesos and yen and juan and rubles and francs and pounds. The other reason this was on my mind is recent, event, recent events that occurred for myself and Mrs. TRG. And now we're going to do just a little bit of the famous TRG story about the story to get to the story. 
Mrs. TRG was able to gamble with me locally this summer in a way she really wasn't able to last summer with how everything went. Just more open means more opportunity. And she was able to do more gambling with me. The fact that she moved her unit size up so that she could actually gamble at our local casino a little more also helped. So we found ourselves as we went through the summer in situations where she was getting really good comps locally, both at our local full service casino and at the associated horse track with the slot parlor that's part of the same brand. She had good comps at two locations within a very short distance of our home and a very short distance of each other and a very short distance of where our grandson and granddaughter live. And she rightly wanted to take advantage of those comps, the free play, the gifts, the food comps, the all of that. So we've been doing things together and that has no bearing on having and using a rewards card, but she's also been sometimes going and doing things by herself. And in fact, when I was in Vegas, she went and did things for herself because I wasn't in town. And that brings us to where we are. See, for us, for Mrs. TRG and myself, this is a model for what our lives might look like when she's retired next year and has her own life and her own schedule that has nothing to do with a work component. And that also creates what some might consider an ethical dilemma as it relates to having and using a player's card, our core concept that we're talking about today. And I have said many times that as a dreamer of dreams and a traveling man, I've chalked up many a mile. I read dozens of books about heroes and crooks, and I've learned much from both of their styles. I find, in my experience, that hero or crook isn't really a simple distinction. Sometimes. There is a gray area now that with Mrs. TRG's situation we get into. And that gray area is sharing players' cards and comps with someone you trust. That's a gray area move. That's, that's a, 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 a consideration. That's a choice. That is a gray area. If you have someone you trust, and if you can both play on this in the same places, and if you can't play in those places always at the same time, do you share a player's card? And obviously a spouse is the best, safest way, we would hope. We would hope a spouse or a partner is the safest way to do that. So in that light, I've walked around it a bunch. Both Mrs. TRG and I have the local player's card for ourselves and for the other person. She has hers and mine. I have mine and hers for the local casinos. And we use as much of the benefits for both of us as we can when either of us is there without the other person. And let me give you some examples of that. Mrs. TRG is currently employed as a school teacher. She cannot often get to the horse track with the slot parlor that's part of our local brand during the week. So when I go, I go on the day when her tier level, her tier level is one lower than mine, when her tier level gets a lottery ticket, I plan around my promotions. That's one of our casino wisdoms. Although in this case, I plan around our promotions. So I go and get my free play. I go and get my free cutting board, rolling pin, uh, grill, whatever it is they're giving away. And I do that on a day that has a gift for her tier level as well. So couple weeks ago, I go. I play my free play. I play her free play. She can't be there. I get my grill. I get her free lottery ticket because they 
don't check picture ID. My local casino, the full service version of the same brand, if they're going to give you a $2 lottery ticket, you're going to give them a picture ID that matches the slip you printed at the kiosk. But at their other location, they're bored. You just hand them the slip. They don't look at it for 30 seconds and they hand you whatever it is they're giving away. So I got my stuff. I got her stuff. I played my free play and got the money. I played her free play and got the money using TRG slot strategy one, of course, you know, TRG slot strategy number one, number one, walk in, put in the card, take all the winnings from her free play, put in my card, take all the winnings from my free play, go to one part of the casino, get my grill on the way out, stop at the other part of the casino, get her free lottery ticket, collect all of it. Likewise, when I was away in Las Vegas, she had good comps and gifts, both places. She actually made the the weekly run to get my free play and all of that and my grill tools to go with my grill, right? Because she did the same thing. They don't check ID, So she prints out my slip for the grill tools, takes it up, gets the grill tools, gets my free money, gets her free money, and walks out. And then she goes to my local full-service casino right after that to get her grocery store cards, which were really good, worth making the trip down to get. Free groceries is nice, folks. Um, So after she does that and, and plays her free bet, she uses my card, because again, they don't check ID in the garage. She uses my card to get her parking comped on the way out. She plays my free play. We take care of each other's benefits when the other can't be there. And there could be a problem with this. Before somebody points it out, I'm aware. The problem would be if she had my card, she was playing, or vice versa. But if one of us had the other's card and we're playing the free play and the free play generated a hand pay jackpot, which is a jackpot of more than $1,200, we're aware The casino might look at the card in the machine and ask for ID because they have to take taxes and then refuse to reward the jackpot because there was some fraud involved here. There was. There was some fraud involved. They would be perfectly justified to say, TRG, you are not Mrs. TRG. This was not your free play to play. We're not giving you the money. And there's a moment where that would be heartbreaking, but it would be good content. It is what it is. Neither of us has ever had a hand pay in all our years of gambling. And we're not big slot players. That's not necessarily surprising. We've never had a hand pay. We've never won more than $1,200 on a slot machine. So we're willing to take the tens and hundreds that come from playing each other's free slot play and risk the fact that at some point in the future, we might not get some big payout. It's possible. We acknowledge the risk. But there you go. The practical side of having a player's card, which is that this year or this time of year, it's time to plan your strategy for the rest of the year. And then a hero crook dilemma that you will need to resolve for yourself and decide if you have someone you could share a player's card with, if that's something you actually want to do. You have an option, you have a choice, and if you didn't know about that crook option, at least you know that is an option. All right. The last thing on our battle plan is an important one. Perhaps the most important thing that I do every month. I have observations from a couple weeks of gambling and a full month of results, the month of August 2022, and I'm going to share all of that with you in the virtual VIP lounge. A little bit of the bubbly. 
Welcome to the most must-listen-to moment in Reality Casino Lifestyle Podcasting, the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. A VIP lounge of the mind, but that means it should be your perfect VIP lounge. We have restocked the bar and the buffet with the best virtual everything and virtual anything. Make a virtual plate, grab a virtual drink. I do have a beer open here to enjoy. Please feel free. Pause me. Come back. But pause me. Grab something to eat, grab something to drink. That's what VIP lounges are for. A place outside the casino to take a little break, talk with old friends, meet new friends before you get back in the game. Little place to relax, refresh. And what we're going to use the VIP lounge for today is one, I'm going to do some results for you. I'm going to pull some things out. I'm going to talk a little bit about the last part of August, and then I'm going to do the full results for the month. We're going to do all of that. And the reason I'm going to do that is because it is all the stuff you have heard before in terms of results. It's all stuff you've heard before. It's all stuff we've done. It's mostly local gambling with just a little traveling. So I'm going to be quick about that. And I got to be honest with all of you. We went we went out to the East Coast, did a whole bunch of stuff out there for our anniversary to start the month. I came home. I I went out to Las Vegas, spent a bunch of time out there, and I got home from Vegas, and Mrs. TRG said, welcome home, how was your trip? And I said, you know, I must confess, I could use some rest. I can't run at this pace very long. Over a week on the East Coast, a few days home, almost a week in Vegas, I took a few days off of gambling. I wasn't feeling really great, uh, needed some recovery time, was a little bit sick. Uh, nothing serious, nothing COVID took the test, all of that, but just, uh, you know, I, 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 I went at it pretty hard and, and I certainly felt it when I got back. So I took a little break. I did normal gambling at my three local casinos through the rest of the month, got all the free stuff they were giving away, got the, the free slot play, the free bets. Mrs. TRG did the same thing. We ate a lot of free meals. I hung out with the Maharaja of money and had some fun and won some money playing craps with him. Mrs. TRG and I took a long weekend to a comped room at Casino One, about two hours south and east of our home, because, you know, I thought this was going to be quick and boring, because you guys know all this stuff, you know, you, the, you, you know how the local gambling goes, you know how uh, trips to Casino One go, but I shouldn't gloss over that, I really shouldn't, I shouldn't say this is the boring stuff, and you've heard it all before, because one, some of you may never have heard this before, you may not have heard me go through those things and make those points, but two, I mean, this is the result where the podcast, or the resort where the podcast started, way, way, way back, episode two, it has to have been episode two, without going back to look, we were terrified. We were absolutely terrified. We left our house where we'd been locked down for weeks and weeks and months and months. And we left in, in many ways thinking we might get to the resort and decide not to go in. Or we might walk in the front door and decide to walk right back out. Or we might check into the hotel room and walk out. Or we might go down to the casino and run back to the hotel room and then run we went to this lovely resort to start the podcast in the middle of a pandemic. And part of the goal was to show you that we would get comped and we would win money. And that you could do that too if, if you were able to learn what I was going to try to teach. Our promotional offers from this casino does not include two comped nights. It does not include a Saturday night comp. But as the school year starts... 
Mrs. TRG wanted a weekend away, and she was willing to rush home from, from teaching on Friday, grab a bag she'd packed, toss it in the back of my SUV, and to head out so that we could have Friday night, all day Saturday, and, and brunch Sunday morning, and hang out there. She wanted to go to the pool. They have an outdoor pool. She knew it would be closing shortly for Labor Day. And she just wanted to go spend her Saturday hanging out by a pool, soaking up some sun, enjoying the nice weather. And I sent one text. I sent Bubba one text and said, hey, can we come down Friday and Saturday? And he said, yep, your room will be all set and ready to go. That's a very cool thing to be able to do, to know that your play is such that you can just go take two nights in a resort, hang out have fun, win some money, and we have done that so much now, and I've shown it to you so often now that I was prepared to sit here and say, oh yeah, I don't have to tell you about it, it was boring. You know, (laughs) think about that. It wasn't boring at all. It was great. There are all kinds of people that would love to be able to do that and either don't know it's possible or don't have the right skills. So as I said, Mrs. TRG wanted to hang out by the pool. I did a very not me thing, but I'm I'm learning. I'm I'm learning to uh, to do some less than me things. Uh, I went to the spa and and got a massage. Took a couple hours off of gambling, and uh, while Mrs. TRG was uh, at the pool, and then coming back and taking a quick nap, and then getting ready for for dinner, uh, I went to the spa. I got a massage. Really enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, we won money from them, not a lot for those couple days, but more than a day's pay after expenses. If you can do casino combat and you have a casino similar to Casino One, you can do the same thing. And I'm showing you how and have been showing you how and will continue to show you how. What else? What else stands out to me from, from that, uh, that block of two weeks? Uh, we hit tier three of the Meta Martingale a couple of times. If you are not familiar with the Meta Martingale, it is a wagering process that layers on top of my other three wagering systems. It adds a risk of bigger losses and it also adds more consistent wins because since your unit size goes up as you have losing tables, if you have one winning table, you get everything back as a Martingale should and a profit. So I hit tier three of the Meta Martingale a couple times. Oh, episode 64. I'm sorry. I've talked about it in, in a number of places, but I talked talked about it in episode 64 for sure. And I've talked about it some recently. So I hit tier three of the Meta Martingale a couple times. Uh, one, hit a negative exit and left the table. Took a break. Great fountain. Nice bar. And I say, okay, so I, 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 I played a table, a couple tables and lost, doubled my unit size, lost, doubled my unit size again, and lost. Negative exits all the way through. And as I said, I took a break because after you've done that, after you've done three tables and lost three, you need to take a minute, take a beat. But the reason I brought this up is that the next four tables at just a tier one unit size want it all back and more. And then the next time I hit tier three, in a third of a shoe, I had all the winning I needed to do and a good bit more. And I was up and out with the Meta Martingale, finished with the profit for the entire sequence and three days pay as as my payout there uh, uh, after what I had lost. So the Meta Martingale did really what I expected it to do in that case. And in the previous case, it didn't, but then basic play quickly won the money back. So even that wasn't, it wasn't problematic in terms of big picture profit and loss. 
I have started doing crafts a little bit more as a just to hang out, kill time, and make a little money thing. And I've been buying in with 10, uh, 10 of the table minimum units, whatever the table minimum is. I wait for a point. I set up the Iron Cross, with it, which is betting uh, table minimum on the 5, the 6, and the 8, and then table minimum on the field bet. And I collect twice in any way. Any two times I get paid, then I pull the field bet off. And up, and I turn off the numbers that I place to five, six, eight, and I wait for someone to uh, hit big red and for everybody to lose their money, and my money's still intact. And then when we have a new point, I once again put my field bet down and tell them that my bets are working, and I collect twice, and I turn things off again and take the field bet off. It's a bit boring. It really is. It's a slow grind. It's okay to be bored. It's okay. You got to resist the urge to turn things back on because they'll sit there and roll number after number after number. If you can do that, then this is a system that often just kind of gradually gives you a little money, a little money, a little money. If the drinks are free or your friends are there, whether that's the Maharaja of money or Gabriel or the walking Wikipedia or whomever, you're just kind of hanging out with your friends and making a little money after you've made your money for the day. I particularly like this. At my local casino, if I win quick and win more than a day's pay, and I can buy in at a lower limit table with you know less than the second day's pay, so I'm going to walk out with a day's pay no matter what, I guess is the point I'm trying to make, and then I just hang out with my friends and have a cocktail and gradually collect, in most cases, some extra cash. It's a very simple, very not casino combat you know i'm not progressive wagering i'm not regressive wagering i'm not doing any of those things that are essential for long-term big successes but it's a very very conservative system there's only one thing that can go wrong and that's you get all set up and before you collect two big red hits and 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 then you're in a hole but i've climbed out of those too i've gradually a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, manage to pull things off. It's the only thing that can go wrong, and otherwise you're just going to make money. Now, the one exception I will note, the one exception I make when I say that I just turn them off after I've collected twice and leave them off, the one exception I make is this. Suppose the point is uh, four. Points of four, I bet the five, six, eight, I bet the field, I get paid, I get paid again, I pick up my field bet, I tell the dealer my bets are off. Now the shooter throws a four. Everybody gets paid. Now all the bets are off. Now a seven is thrown. Well, that's the seven I was expecting. That's the seven that's going to occur every, depending on who you you ask, every seven, eight, six tosses, depending on who does the math. That's the seven I was looking for. And that's a good seven in the sense that People are getting paid on that. Other than the don't betters, people are getting paid on that, and and they're and they're fine with that. If that's happened, if that seven that I knew had to come up about that time shows up, then when the next point is established, even though it's the same shooter, I will put my field bet back in place, and I will look to collect two more times, and then turn things off again. I did have a situation where a shooter had the dice for a long period of time and created that scenario multiple times where they'd hit their point, then throw some 7s and 11s, and then make another point, and I'd go back on and collect twice and go back off. Long, slow grind, as I said. 
not a full-blown casino combat system. And I usually set my positive exit point at 50% of my buy-in. And I'm getting good results, and I'm getting out, and I'm winning a few extra dollars. All right, that's the important stuff. Believe it or not, I, I didn't feel great. Did most of my gambling locally. Did most of my gambling locally just to pick stuff up, just to, to get the free stuff and get a little cash and get out other than some time hanging around with friends. We won many days pay over that two-week period once I'd recovered from my travels. So let's do results. Let's talk about results now. And these are all going to be posted in a, as, a, as a blog post. On the website, casinocombat.com. Combat is spelled with a K, of course. So we're going to have this spreadsheet posted there for you to see and and look at and review and tear apart in detail if you wish. So you don't have to just listen to me describe it. And if you're new, one of the core concepts, also a blog post, but one of the core concepts of Casino Combat is gamble for the month, not the machine or the table or even the day gamble for the month. This core concept acknowledges that you are going to have some losing days. It is going to happen. I have never ever tried to tell anyone you're going to win all the time. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to have more cash and if not more cash, more non-cash benefits than the cash we lost. But we're trying to have more cash and a variety of free stuff at the end of the month than we did at the beginning of the month. That's a win. I've said it a a number of times. I've told the story a number of times, both on air and off air. Who cares if you get to the end of the month and you've lost and spent $10, if they gave you $3,000 worth of stuff, if they gave you rooms and meals and money to play in the slot machine and money to play on the tables and uh, a handbag and a blender and, 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 and they're giving you all this thousands of dollars worth of value and you lost $10, who cares? You won. You were a winner by any stretch of the imagination. So that's why we do this once a month. That's why we sit down at the end of the month and really look at results. And this is also why I keep careful records. I am accountable to someone or something, multiple someones and multiple some things. And so I sit down at the spreadsheet and I look at the month and I really analyze it before then I talk through it with all of you. Because this is in, it's part of what I've been teaching since the very beginning. And in the spirit of sharing with friends, I usually do this in the virtual VIP lounge because that's where I hang out with casino friends when a a VIP lounge is available. And so that's where I normally do this segment. I tell you all the time and I'll tell you again, I am not bragging. I am not boasting. I am not trying to impress you. If you are impressed, that's the wrong message. And know that I know that, well, for instance, Gator Gambler, Gator Gambler gets much better comps than I do. Anytime he goes to Las Vegas, he gets much better comps, much better rooms, much higher dollar value, much higher everything. If he told you his and I told you mine, his is more impressive than mine if we're evaluating to be impressed. We're not doing this to impress anyone. We're doing this so that if you are wondering if this really works, if you're considering actually doing what I've talked about, then we're doing this so that you can evaluate If what I do works in a way that you want to try it, that is the purpose of all this. And I do all of this in the dollar a day scale. I take everything that I have 
accomplished, Mrs. TRG has accomplished, we roll it all together, and then we divide it by the amount of money I want to earn in a day of casino gambling if my customers did not have any work for me to do. This is, number is different for everyone. A investment banker in New York City is likely to have a much larger number than someone who delivers pizza in the Dakotas. It just stands to reason that a clerk at Target is going to have a different number than a lawyer in Chicago. That just makes sense. And no matter how you do it, if you use real numbers, some people are stunned that you won so much, and some people can't understand why you bothered to win so little. It's irrelevant. What is relevant to everyone is... How many days would I have had to work at my real job, assuming you have a real job, but how many days would I have had to work in order to get that money? And everybody can do this, right? If you make $10 a day in a third world country, no disrespect to third world countries, your wages are going to be very small, but you still know what your dollar a day is, and you can still multiply your number by the number I give you because I'm doing it on a $1 a day scale. So if you're the investment banker, multiply by that number. If you work as a cashier or deliver newspapers or anything else, multiply by that number. And we'll all know where this fits in our life. Okay, I told you we'd be posting this on the website. So let's take a look. Let's see what we got here. Okay, tables. We have a profit. Hey, we got a profit. Actually, that shouldn't be surprising if you've been listening to previous episodes. Uh, we profited at $1 a day, $37.17, rounded up, call it $18. $37.18 is what we won playing table games this month. We played, wow, I yeah, I'm kind of looking at this for the first time, or at least for the first time in a bit. Um, we played 200 blackjack tables over the course of the month. A lot of time in a lot of casinos. We had 89 winning blackjack tables and 111 losing blackjack tables. We won, um, oh, let's, no, let's look here. So less winning tables than losing tables. That's two things. That's the Meta Martingale doing its job. Because some of those winning tables, the unit size was doubled or the unit size was quadrupled. So we can do that. We can have more losing tables than winning tables and still win. I will also tell you, and I don't like to get into this too much because there are months when it's reversed or there are months where it's different, but Mrs. TRG had a, a rough August. She did not have a winning August. And I try not to get into breaking out her results versus my results and the difference in her play and my play. We're a team. It's our money. But some of those losing tables were, were her tables, and then I held things up because I had larger unit sizes in many cases. I played a total of six craps tables. Six, and I suspect that doesn't include bubble craps. It doesn't. I apologize for that. I got to get my, uh, I got to get my my formulas updated a little bit. That does not include bubble craps. Uh, so there's a bigger, little bit bigger number here. We'll see that in the final numbers. It'll all be there. Um, it's just not in the actual craps numbers themselves. Uh, six winning, six losing craps tables. So all good there. 
Slot machines played with cash. Oh, profit and loss from slots. We lost $3.54 on the $1 a day scale. We played a total of 57 slot machines with our own money. 32 winning slot machines were played. 25 losing slot machines were played. And we still lost some money. So less than great there. TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos did not produce a win. It did, however, over previous months, produce some free slot play. We got $1.86 in free slot play given to us, a little over almost two days pay. Got almost two days pay in free money to play. And that free money generated 82 roundup, call it 83 cents of Profits. So we got back part of what we lost on slots by winning money with our free slot play using TRG slot strategy number one. If you're not familiar with my slot strategies, go to casinocombat.com. Combat is spelled with a K. Go to the Fred section and download Casino Combat Slot Tactics. That will tell you all of our slot strategies, give you some example numbers, tell you exactly the techniques we used to generate these results. Although on the slot side, those are losing results. So maybe you don't want to replicate those. <laughs> okay. So we had expenses of $13 and uh, round up 13 cents, 13, 13. Uh, higher expenses given we took a trip to the East Coast and bought some hotel rooms and some recreation and some meals. And then I turned around and had plane tickets and uh, expenses in Las Vegas. Gee, expenses in Las Vegas. Uh, I'll, I'll bet I easily had a day's pay just in cabs. I'll bet, I'll bet $1 of that $13.13 was probably just cabs running around Las Vegas. Uh, and then the slingshot rental and everything else. So we had $13 in expenses. And that means that you take what we won at tables, what we won with free slot play, what we lost playing slots, what we, what we spent, and we end up with a profit and loss after expenses of $21.33 if I made a dollar a day. 21, a little over 21 days pay after expenses. So we won plenty and we spent eh, what roughly a third of it, kind of. Yeah, roughly a third. We spent doing gambling roughly a third. Not bad. That means that our anniversary trip was free and we got a profit. All the sightseeing, all the everything that we did on 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 our anniversary trip all free, Vegas, all free, even with the disastrous night with the Marines, and plenty of money in our pockets, in our bank accounts. We got comped $9.87 on the dollar a day scale. We got comped almost 10 days pay of free stuff. Match bets did not do well on the match bets. We are not going match bet places, apparently. We got Call it four cents with rounding. It is .033333. You'll see that on the spreadsheet if you want to take a look on the website. We got three cents in match bets. Just we're not going match bet places or people, uh, casinos are, are phasing out match bets a little bit. We did, however, get $4.05 in free bets. So that's very solid. Four days pay. 
just short of a week, just sort of five days, no, just four days exactly, but um, four days pay in money to gamble with. I told you they will give you money to gamble with. Take that, combine the free slot play. That's uh, $5.86, 80, $5.90. Almost six days of free pay in free money. We would have had to work six days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We had to work all that to earn the money that they gave us to bet with. We got 92 cents in gifts given to us. And I think that's probably a little bit down. And that makes sense because one week we were not around to get free stuff. We got a little bit of free stuff in Atlantic City, but we really weren't around to get our normal uh, repeatable free stuff. Parking comps were down. Didn't get as many parking comps. Um, then I was in Vegas. So there's some other comps or gifts missed there. So let's take it all. Let's roll it all together. All the money won, all the money lost, everything we were given, everything we spent, all the gifts, all the free money. Let's roll it all together. And we end up with benefit into our lives. We end up with value equal to $38.15 on the $1 a day scale. That's excellent. That's amazing. Well over in dollars, well over 30 days on 40, almost 40 days pay. That is two months work, right? You work roughly 20 days a month, almost 40 days. That's almost two months pay into our lives in value. That's Casino Combat. That's what I promised you at the beginning. That's what I told you in episodes one, two, three, and four was going to happen is that we were going to see good value into our lives consistently and repeatedly. And I said I wasn't bragging, and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm really happy to be able to sit here and tell you, as we've now wrapped up August of 2022, we had a cash profit in March, had a cash profit in April, had a cash profit in May, had a cash profit in June, had a cash profit in July, had a cash profit in August. That does correspond to me more fully and consistently using the Meta Martingale. Part of that corresponds to me moving from TRG Wagering System 2, Always Be Grinding, to TRG Wagering System 4, Win More, Keep More. It corresponds to those two kind of tweaks, those two little adjustments to what I've been doing. Seven months in a row, cash, profit, after expenses. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If I have, if you have a host, tip your host. Don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving. And I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it. Hate it. It don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening.